Hi guys, Sean and Miriam here, and welcome to That Staff Room Podcast. Every other week, we will be chatting about all things school-related, from school dinners to Ofsted ratings. Join us in the conversation as we delve into the life of a teacher, the good, the bad, and the downright hilarious. Now, lesson is in session. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of That Staff Room Podcast. And this week's episode is all about staff well-being. Isn't that right, Miriam? It is. And do you know what? As luck would have it, I've got a cold. And I just feel like that always happens when you're about to do something on well-being, go on holiday. It is the curse of a teacher, I think. You just come down with a cold. (laughs) It's crap. (laughs) Absolutely typical, isn't it? And... um, I would say that this episode is only going to scratch the surface Mm. of something which is a massive topic and something that I think since the pandemic has become more prevalent and uh, more at the forefront of everybody's Mm. minds and rightly so. So we hope you find this episode interesting. We hope it provokes some new thoughts and maybe even some new habits. Enjoy the show. So Miriam, I think a good place to start is like, where has it gone wrong for you with well-being? <laughs> is there times where perhaps your well-being hasn't been where it should be? Yeah, 100%. You know, as much as you want to be that organized teacher that, you know, marks consistently so that you don't have this mad stack of exam papers to mark or whatever last minute, I am definitely guilty of that all-nighter like staying up all night to mark papers and just going to work after maybe an hour of sleeping like matchsticks in my eyes definitely done that on more than one occasion and I'd like to say that it was when I was a newly qualified teacher but it really wasn't it probably was you know when I was in senior leadership team more than anything um so it's definitely been the the all-nighter times where I've been just so disorganized I think as well, there's been so many times where I've not listened to my body. So Mm. like, I mean, (laughs) like, I mean, I've got a cold right now, right? (laughs) And like my thing, if I was a teacher, obviously it's not like the worst cold right now, but if it was like a really big cold pre-COVID, I would have just gone into work and probably spread it around everywhere. But I would have been dying. And if anything, it's like you want to see, you want people. Badge to of honour. You want to see, yeah, you want people to see that you're dying. And, you know, you could, you've got sweat, you know, and the kids are like, please don't come near me. Um, but I don't think that's looking after your well-being, is it? You know, the amount of times I, went, I, I sometimes have had back issues. Like I had spinal surgery about three, four weeks ago. Uh, that's how terrible my back issues have been but I would go into work and just be like shuffling along like slowly (laughs) like this and again it is kind of almost like this badge of honor that people wear or like you know the classic is when people I worked a 14 15 hour day yesterday or whatever and it's like look at how hard I work like I've done that a couple of times and then I realized how ridiculous that sounded but yeah I've got it so wrong man so wrong on so many occasions (laughs) I once overheard a colleague of of, um or an ex-colleague of ours she was like don't make me raise my voice because I will throw up in your face I feel that (laughs) (laughs) but in an Irish accent (laughs) (laughs) 
Hint, hint. Oh, that is funny. But like, it's almost like we wear it. Like this poor well-being as like a badge of honor. Look, you know, even though I'm struggling, even though I'm physically not in a good place, even though I'm, you know, not yet. Like we, uh, it's like we push through. And why do we I've, do that? <laughs> I've been in a line management meeting with a line manager before who was like that ill that I could smell the illness. Oh, wow. You know, I was like... <laughs> It's just like you know, he like lem sips on the table. Like, what? Yeah. What are you doing here? That old and then like, oil. what? What am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> this is Why are you good. giving this to me? Yeah, go I think, home. I think COVID's helped though in lots yeah, of ways definitely. because now people are like, is it hay fever or is it COVID? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what is it? But there is just this culture of like, and I remember even. Um, somebody we used to work with, they made like a scene, like the senior leader, the head teacher, who was like saying, um, like I'd just been off, I'd had kidney stones, I'd been off for a couple of days with in hospital with kidney stones. And then he decided on the, <laughs> and I'm sure I can say this to his face, uh, he decided when I got back to work to tell me the story of a woman who had cancer and still went to school every day. And I was like, that doesn't inspire me. <laughs> like, are you trying to make me feel bad that I've had been in hospital and had kidney stones and this other amazing person continued to come to work even though they had cancer. And I think there's a bit of that culture of like, let's celebrate the people that are never off sick and da 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 when actually they have been sick. They've just been spreading it around the school. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think if... if the the you can't just go off every time you don't feel okay. No, I mean? of course because, not. Because, you know, you have to have some kind of resilience and stuff. And like we say the same to the students, but there are some times where it's like, I cannot go in today yes. feeling like this. Yes. And you just have to accept it. And the best thing to do is rest, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think for me, like, going back to the original question about like not being well at work, mm -hmm. there's loads of like facets to it. So it's not just sometimes like, you know, the physical illnesses and stuff, but even like the mental stuff yes. where like you're super stressed. You know, I remember like on, on my face at the moment, I've got gray patches in my beard here and here. Mm. They came, they, I had a full black beard and these like weird patches came as soon as we came back to school after COVID, like within a week or two. Is from also the amount age, Sean, like you yeah, are getting of old. Of course, <laughs> of course. But it, it, it tied in with like this, um, you know, coming back after like having all that kind of time where, mm. you know, you, you're, um, you're just not operating at the same level. And then going back into like sprinting on a treadmill. Yeah. But for a marathon, you know, yeah, it was yeah. like, that's kind of how it felt. And my body changed physically mm. because of like adapting to that kind of stress yeah um you know so it's there have been points like that where it's like very difficult to to deal with yeah. and there are points like with food where i am the like, i eat my feelings so if i feel good <laughs> and i feel healthy i will yeah. eat good and healthy but if i feel bad and awful like i'll eat so much mm. rubbish and it you know really 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 so much rubbish yeah. that it's kind of like a bit of a you know, a bit embarrassing, really. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, I suppose, it's one of those where there are, there'll be people out there listening that you can really disguise how bad you're feeling. Yeah. And no one really knows what it's like. And I've definitely been there where people at work think that I'm like this super healthy guy. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like they're like, uh, mm. but then in the, but if they really knew 
what yeah. was happening yeah. outside of like their eye line, then they'd be like re- really concerned. And you and I, I'd imagine there were there are loads of people that have those type of things mm. where. And that's why I guess it's just so important to have connections with people and, yeah. you know, have people that, that work that you can really, you know, speak to about it. I mean, I've definitely spoken with you loads of times about yeah. my mental health and about physical health and vice versa. You yeah. know, like you need people around you that are, are there for you and you're there for them Yeah. because it is such a stressful environment Yeah. and you can never predict what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, and that is the beauty of the job, but it's also the curse of the job, isn't it? And so yeah. this conversation is is really important for that. So well-being, a massive topic. And obviously, as we said, there's loads and loads that we could discuss about it. But what does well-being mean to you, particularly in the workplace, Miriam? Mm, yeah, it's a huge, it's so, it's so big. It's a huge topic. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> let's break down the definition of well-being, right? <laughs> being well (laughs) ultimately that's what it is right it's how are you how are you doing and so when I think about um workplace kind of well-being and and my experience in schools I think it's been a very really variable experience there's been times where I've I've been doing really well at school and I felt happy and I felt connected to the work that I'm doing and I felt like, you know, very fulfilled by everything. Um, And ultimately, you know, things like my stress levels and, um, you know, just that balance of work and outside of work has been correct. And then there's been other times where I've got that balance completely wrong. Um, And maybe the workplace hasn't necessarily supported great well-being at different times and, so yeah, I think it's been a real roller coaster, and I think that is what well-being is, isn't it? Where human beings, our interactions, um, you know, going to be variable on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, for me, well-being, the art of being well, it's variable, but it's my responsibility. But I think the kind of schools and and workplaces that we're a part of can play a real, a big role in um, in the art of us being well. What what are your thoughts on well-being and, and what it's like in the workplace? So I think of it like a wheel, right? So Ooh. hear me out. Okay. So imagine you've got different spokes on the wheel and each spoke mm-hmm. is a different element of well-being. So you've got your physical well-being, your spiritual, your mental well-being. And then you have other things like, you know, um, your, your relationships mm. um, and things like your your kind of moral purpose i think they're all part of well-being as well yeah. and all of them need to be the same length you know and all of the as long as it's not zero but like they all need to be working in tandem with each other otherwise the wheel just mm. doesn't roll down the hill properly and for me i you know i focus on some of them very very carefully you know yeah. at times but then i'll forget about the others you know yeah so for instance I'll, i might focus on the physical quite a lot i try and make sure i get enough sleep and i I fuel my body with healthy food most of the time Mm. um and i try and exercise but i might neglect the other things that are also important and what i find is they then start to drag everything else the physical stuff down with it yeah Mm. and i'm like if i'm you know not feeling really positive about things in general and like my spiritual or my mental well-being is not good then i'm less Mm. likely to to fuel my body with the things that 
I, that I should be. And I'm, you know, and then that will stop me from wanting to do the other things that I know are good, like maybe being outside in nature. I'd rather just be curled up in a ball on my sofa. You know what I mean? Rocking so, back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, it's all about, it's all about um, having those things in a balance. And, mm. you know, there are times at, at, at work, you know what it's like at schools. There yeah. are peak, peaks and troughs and you Absolutely. have to be realistic about that. You can't just expect it to be plain sailing all the time. Yeah. There are times of the year where things are always going to be a bit more difficult than others. Yeah. And some of it can't really be helped, I guess, you know, but yeah. some of it definitely can be. And if 100%. it can be planned better by yourself, you can yeah. be like prepared for it because I know this is coming. What am I doing to adjust? Yeah. But then as a school, and I think, you know, you, they, there is a responsibility there. You know, if you want to have a school that champions well-being, that you know this time of year is going to be difficult. Yeah. What are we going to do to, to support yeah. people? And sometimes it's quite simple. Like, you know, mm. I've, I've, it's in examples like where we know it's tough at the moment. That's just Friday. Everybody's, sta all staff are going to have a free breakfast. It's just a little pick-me-up. It's just to acknowledge yeah. that, you know, it's tough at the Things moment. Let's tough. all get together. Yeah. Or sometimes it can be as simple as saying, you know what, we need to really look at the calendar and space things out better. I remember us all doing this previously where we were mm. like, why are we putting everything in autumn one? Like I remember we used to do something called networking evening in the sixth form, but we would have like um, sixth form graduation. We always had it in September because then we knew where the students were going to go off for like university. And so we wanted to kind of give them something very personalized for their university kind of journey. Uh, so they'd have that. We'd obviously have induction of the new year 12s. Um, we'd have parents evening, like target setting days and things like that. Um, and we decided to chuck in like networking evening, which is massive in there as well. <laughs> and I remember us just being like, why don't we just move that to like January? Yeah. <laughs> like January, like why don't we just? And I remember you actually in a in a meeting, you identified that um, like all of our I think it was like all of our parents' evenings were like a Thursday or something. You were like, why do we always do it on the same night? Like, can we vary it? Because if you've got like a commitment on a Thursday, that means you're always going to miss that commitment. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I remember you making a thing, and actually then we did look at how we change days, yeah. yeah how we change it so it is a bit more variable and i think sometimes yeah we, we there's like simple fixes to make things a bit better but also just being really aware of the calendar is really key because it's like if you know that there's going to be a data drop well you know before that data drop there's going to be a lot of marking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so absolutely. you know that maybe the best thing not to do in the week of marking is to, you know, plan a hen do. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that might just be something you think about. And it's just about being a bit, a bit wise. I was going to say, you know, when you asked me what is well-being, whatever, work and all the rest of it. I wonder what your thoughts are on this. Do you think well-being has become a little bit of a buzzword in schools? Or like just, gem not even in schools, just generally like on things like LinkedIn and other places, like well-being spoken of a lot in a way that it was never really spoken about before, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, well, even five years ago. Do you think like there's almost too much emphasis on staff well-being, but actually it's not, I don't know. What, do you know where I'm going with that I, question? I understand what you're, you're you're trying to ask, and 
for me personally, during the lockdown, was yeah. a big. It was a big time for like self reflection. I actually did a um, the science of well being. It was like a little diploma mm -hmm. I did online oh, yeah, I remember and stuff. That. Um, and I think lockdown was like really exposing because you could you could start to see all the things that you know you were doing wrong mm. it, when you were and 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 things that you know were not not like benefiting you yeah um and i think there's obviously a lot of people spent time on instagram and youtube and there's been as you said there's a bit of a buzzword and if you yeah. put hashtag well-being i'm sure there's loads of stuff <laughs> yeah but, but part of it particularly in teaching you're probably sharing your you know your your lockdown with people that aren't teachers yeah. and you get to see a different perspective and people can take their breaks when they want and 100%. you know people leave their work at home or leave their work at, at work <laughs> we all left it at home yeah, yeah. <laughs> um which is another problem you know there's yes. some other little things yeah. there that, that that caused the problem for me personally like the yeah. you know i used to be really i have a really good boundary of work at home and work at work yeah. you know and not really working at home but yeah it crept into the house and it's never really left. Right. You know, it's yeah, crept into completely. WhatsApp and it's never really left. Like yes. WhatsApp, my phone is now a work phone. Yes. You know, so there's all so. these little things where it's all come in and it's, I guess, like the perfect melting pot of mm. us being exposed to more strategies and yeah. seeing what wellness looks like in other industries. Yeah. And then going back into what is a really, you know, stressful environment at times, um, you know, yeah. And and, and, and and something that's not very flexible. No. You know? And an environment that hasn't really changed like since we were at school, right? It's it's probably a very similar experience that our teachers had that we had. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I'm I mean yeah. I'm sure there's certain things that have improved and developed and all the rest of it, but <clears throat> in lots of ways it's an industry that hasn't really had much change. But you're right, in the pandemic, I was watching my husband, you know, he's getting deliveries through. Like my you know, people that you know, my friends were getting like gin gin Fridays where they're getting gin delivered to them and they're all drinking on Zoom calls and I'm like, What the heck? Like I'm out here teaching year thirteen sociology and you lot are all just sipping gin like what's going on not that that means it's well-being sipping gin but it was it did expose us to how different companies work and move and that was quite confronting so I suppose yeah we've thought a lot more about our well-being more than ever in history but I do think that that can also lead to a culture of people thinking well oh I'm just gonna leave teaching then because you know, that th this environment doesn't support good well-being, And I think this is why we're seeing a, ma a massive kind of drive of people leaving the profession because they see it as a profession that can't be flexible, that doesn't support well-being, and things like that. So like, what are your thoughts on that, I guess? So it's always been my belief that well-being is a personal responsibility first and yeah. foremost. And yes, there are like things you could do, like your workplace could do and probably should do to like you know support well-being but mm -hmm. ultimately i know i have complained about how stressful work is mm -hmm. and then i've just gone home and sat on my phone and watched videos on youtube and yeah. like nonsense just yeah. i've not gone to sleep early i've yeah. then you know eaten takeaway or something uh -huh. even though i've got like cooked food in the fridge i've you know not gone to the the thing I had booked and I've cancelled stuff. Yeah. 
No, so I've I've not held up my end of the bargain here. You know, the yeah. things I promised myself. Yeah. And, you know, so it's all right. It's all well and good saying my workplace should be doing this and this and this. And I can't believe that. But like, what what are you doing? Mm. You know, what what are you doing? And um, I think that's a big part of it for me. And I, as I said, I do think that schools should be doing more. Because yeah. as you said, we ha they haven't really evolved that much. No. And there's so much more scope when you talk to friends that go to like really innovative industries to work and the things that they have going on in their workplaces yeah. is very different. Like the way they might have, um, they might interact with each other, the mm -hmm. way that, um, you know, the facilities that they have on site and stuff like that. Um, schools could definitely do more, but you've got to start with yourself first. And yeah. one of those might be, this isn't the place for me. Yeah, true. Rather than complaining about it, just go, I don't see myself, you know, and this place really connecting on the way that I thought maybe I should, you know, leave. It goes back to that kind of you know, love um, acronym you came up with, yeah. you know, and, and it being part of that. Um, but what do you think schools could do? Mm, for, to support with well-being. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I think... <sighs> I think there's there's like certain kind of structural things that are really important for every school to do. I think um, one of them is having a calendar that doesn't just chop and change really easily based off, you know, there's new mm. things coming up, so we'll chuck it in the calendar. And I would say that's one thing. Um, one of my previous line managers, who I still do some consultancy work with actually, was very strong on. If it was that half term, he'd be like, it can't go in the calendar. You can't add that into the calendar. You need to give a lot more uh, advance notice. And I think having a very clear, structured, kind of um, cemented calendar is important because then you can plan your time and you can kind of look ahead and think, okay, these are the things that are coming up. And having that calendar shared in, you know, advance um with staff so they can see when they can book holidays they can see when things are coming up all the rest of it and i know some schools really don't focus on a calendar and the calendar is something that is up for debate and something that can chop and change here and there and i just don't think that really helps staff well-being so i think that's a structural thing that's important i think another thing that's really important is good line management um or line leadership i'd rather use the word leadership than management and that being something, and that's hard <clears throat> because, you know, having been a line manager, again, the time in a school day can just take over. You know, you get put on cover, you get put here, you you know, you, you have to go and do a duty rotor or whatever because someone's not in. So you have to cover loads of stuff. So the easiest thing to go is line, line leadership where you meet one-to-one -one with the people that you lead. And that can be the first thing that goes because you're like, oh, do you mind if we don't meet this week? Maybe we'll meet next week because, you know, I've had cover come up. I've had these different things come up. But actually, that should be a point where you can sit down with the people that you lead and really find out how are you? What's going yeah. on? Do you know what I mean? And it gives that person that moment to say, do you know what? I'm really stressed out or I'm really struggling. And it, it, it gives you your temperature check of what is going on in the school. Um, and so, but it is the first, I mean, I've been guilty of it as well, of it being just the first thing that goes. And I don't think line leadership has to be something that's like, you know, really agendered and, you know, there's, you know, all these points you've got to get through. I think sometimes it can just be, how are you? You know, I think that's okay. And I think more of that needs to happen. So I think that's a real structural thing 
that needs to take place. And I think schools, we know when I reflect on when are the points where I felt like my well-being was just not good and it would have been when I had lots of marking to do or there was just so many events happening that it just that took up all my time um as opposed to kind of getting on with the bread and butter of what we do which is teaching so yeah it goes back to kind of you know making sure the events that you do really have power they're really that important um and the meetings that are run really have power and they really are important you know the amount of meetings come on sure that we've sat in and we've just been like oh why are we here still like do you know what i mean so is it is it actually worth running are we actually going to be developing people further is this really really needed um so don't overload people's time and with marking giving staff time giving them time to do it. So I think those are kind of the structural things that schools can do to really support with wellbeing. And I know probably the answer should be we put on a wellbeing week and we have a masseuse come. But I don't think, and I think, you know, those are nice things to do. But I don't think they really genuinely or genuinely contribute to long-term wellbeing. I think those are things that you can do outside of school for yourself. You know, it's really nice if schools do them. But the main things are those structural things that a school can do. What are your thoughts? So I think a, a well-being week mm-hmm. as really like, you know, nice as it, to have one as it is. Yeah. A week's not enough. And yeah. it like, as you said, to support long-term, like long-term well-being is habitual yeah. and routine. You know, the, yeah. you can't, you can't just go to the gym for a week to get, to get, you know, physically fit. You can't just eat, you know, nutritious food for a week to get, you know, a yeah. healthy, a healthy functioning body. Yeah, just to cut in. Yeah, no, just to cut in, I was going to (laughs) say, I was going to say, we had a wellbeing week in our old school, but a lot of teachers don't necessarily have a wellbeing week. So do you want to run through kind of what what, what a wellbeing week might look like? Yeah, so it was a week where essentially there was no after school meetings. I think there was no meetings in the week, you know, by the end of it. And there were loads of um, events booked in through the week that you could participate in. So it might be... Yeah, optional. It might be like football. It might be, there was afternoon tea, which is like cakes and everyone coming to sit down and and chat after school. Console stones. Yeah. (laughs) And, and you know, loads of people came with other ideas. Like there was like, there was yoga, there was dancing, there was a, a range of things and you could kind of book into them. But for me, we, we had a habit of playing football every Thursday night with staff. Mm-hmm. with you know and that was way more beneficial than one week having yeah. something that you could always do you know and like there was a you know there's been pub cultures where you go on a friday that is more beneficial than just one big night out it's that mm-hmm. you know time to unwind and i've definitely noticed that since lockdown there's been a de- decrease a decrease yeah. a decreasing Reduction. amount of these type of events yeah yeah of yeah. these events where Staff get together um, and it's needed, you know. Uh, I've noticed it since moving to a new school and you can only get to know people so well through working, you know. It's it's about the time that yeah. you spend outside just chatting, catching up and like speaking about, you know, so what's your story? Where, you know, how did you get here? Yeah. And, you know, learning about people and, you know, yeah. I've always felt that because uh, this is how I feel, like I don't work for a title i work for a person you know i yeah. really want to get to know the people that i work with um and you know that's a massive part for well-being for me it's, mm. it's not just having these weeks but it's having like things that we just do on a habitual yeah. basis to to kind of stop thinking about 
you know, 8G5, you know, or whatever <laughs> it is that you're worried yeah. about. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. I think... Um, and schools that, can organize them, right? So yeah, you can, you know, it doesn't have to can. be from the top down, but you could be like this, everybody, every department needs to do something together this term, yeah. you know, like go, go, go away and sort that out yourselves, but then yeah. you need to do something. Yeah. Um, that, that authentic connection is so important. And that's yeah. something I, you know, I really took pride in. I think it's a, it was a real strength of my leadership. You know, I'd have my whole team come over to my house for dinner and a games night you know yeah would would I still do that I think so but how many people would come you know as you said post-pandemic things have changed so mm. much and it's kind of like okay so what does this look like do we need to reimagine it or do we just need to reignite it um reignite it you know completely. and that's, that's the feeling. thing like authentic connection is the driver of great well-being and, and you know you see that in the the strands of well-being um <clears throat> So I'll touch on later is that authentic connection is so important and it's something that I think is lacking post pandemic definitely people people are more kind of in their classrooms stay in their classrooms these days and not kind of have that togetherness in yeah. the same way. Honestly, we we um we've booked a football game at my new school. It's the first one since yeah. I've been there on this this Thursday, and then two weeks later we're going on a big pastoral night out. You know, like and I can't wait. Kind yeah. of like I'm really looking forward to it, yeah. and you know, it's like you see people around the school, and you're like mentioning it and commenting, and you know, yeah. it's all of that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. That just it makes it makes makes it easier to kind of yeah do the stressful stuff because you know at four thirty on Thursday yeah. we're all gonna put our bags down and and just have a laugh together. Yeah, a hundred percent. That said, you know, when we're talking about it needs to be habitual, not just a one week thing. Those one weeks were really nice because it was just kind yeah. of like it's Definitely. nice to have a highlight of actually we need to think about our well-being we need but you're right it needs to be kind of like all the time we need to think about well-being but it's really nice to focus on it this week and have those moments where there's no meetings or having those moments where there's a you know a, a social connection through a, a cream tea or whatever i remember you saying though <laughs> you'd get really angry because you'd be like why, why don't we just get like fruit and stuff like that why are we always giving yeah. chocolate and donuts <laughs> no, honestly like as you're telling me i'm thinking about this in my head i don't like that's a bigger kind of thing than just this podcast like it's a societal <laughs> thing yeah of like we associate rewards and well-being with giving people essentially poison wow you know that's how i feel about it no it's just like some poison, chemical concocted know? like sweet thing that is just is not good for you at all but we somehow associate like it with well-being you know like mm. I don't know. That's a bigger. That's a bigger thing. Maybe I don't know. Those something of my creams. own. To, Those oh. crispy creams would release my endorphins. I can't lie. <laughs> Make your teeth ping. You know, like honestly. But, but you yeah. know, they did. Uh, there, there were there were bowls of fruit afterwards. I like that. There were yeah. there were bowls of you fruit know. and our breakfast burritos. Well, and breakfast. What did we have? Breakfast. Uh, croissants croissants we had the maple syrup things whatever they're called like the, the maple pastry things yes oh they were delightful so good. they so were too good. good yeah so yeah, yeah grapes and apple and all that <laughs> it's better um, so we're moving on to the kind of final part of the podcast today yeah. and it is our top tips and i think i need to preface this with stating that neither of us are experts oh, at well-being no, not and at all it's obviously a process 
and um, sometimes I'm doing <laughs> things really well and sometimes I'm doing some of these things really well yeah. and I know that when I'm doing them I'm in a better place than when I'm not yeah. but it's it's um, it's that consistency that sometimes falls and you know I'm still working on these myself so you know 100%. although I'm giving out the advice I don't want to like pretend that I'm just some you know Guru. Absolute, yeah, absolute. <laughs> you do have a diploma. Guru. You do have a diploma in it, though, Sean. <laughs> that is true. Do you know that? That's kind of like the worst thing about it is because, like, when you're doing the things that you know are not bad for you, it's like you're complicit in this kind of like crime against yourself. You're like, I know this is not good for me, yeah. but I'm still doing it anyway. <laughs> I, 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 like, is <laughs> so. 100%, 100%. Um, yeah, like, so. <laughs> I think I'm going to put myself on a this week an Instagram ban. I think that's, that's a good one idea. of the things I'm being complicit in at the moment. After oh. I've obviously like advertised this podcast. Yeah, of course. You know, promoted it on Facebook, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to do that and then come off it. But our phones are drainers. They really that's are drainers. It. They drain my mind. They make me tired. Comparison is the thief of joy. And all you do when you're on Instagram or something is just constantly compare. Like, oh, look, my friends who work in marketing are on holiday again, you know? <laughs> yeah. So tip number one, tip number one, control what you're consuming. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Both in terms of what you eat and what comes in your eyes. Um, I think setting boundaries is so important, isn't it? Like, yeah. um, I remember like one of our friends when so our our contract was till 5 p.m and he was like that's it 5 p.m i'm out regardless of anything yeah, yeah. i've got family so even if we're in a meeting and the meeting's not finished at 5 p.m i'm out and i remember that being really quite inspiring to me because i was like you know what fair enough because you know you're setting a really strong boundary where you're like that was work time this now is family time and that's Play my time. boundary yeah like i think it is important to set boundaries but not just in terms of our work life saying right the boundary there is you know for my work life but actually also what are the boundaries for your social life like as you said mm -hmm. with our sleep yeah i'm yep. gonna go to bed at this time i'm not gonna spend loads of time on my phone or i'm not gonna spend loads of time just watching mindless tv i'm gonna pour into myself in a way that is going to you know protect my well-being and develop my well-being and there's like five ways to well-being that i'm sure so many people have heard of but these would be my top tips and the first kind of spoke of well-being is connection so you know really authentic genuine human connection with someone going out for a drink with someone talking to someone instead of sending an email um asking somebody how you know how their weekend was and really listen when they tell you not just kind of you're asking because now you want to ask them for some data or you know about a class but really asking them how they are um put in you know, time aside to actually speak on the phone to someone you haven't spoken to a long time. Um, being active, and I know you're probably going to talk about that because you are the, the, the exercise king. <laughs> Taking notice, you know, this is about mindfulness. Actually, I've got something to show you. When, one second, because I'm going to destroy everything. One sec, one sec. When I left our last school, they bought me a paint by numbers, which I've not done much of, as you can see, but it's actually a paint by numbers of my wedding day. Oh, so wow. I've started doing, yeah, I know it looks crap right now. Obviously I haven't really started it, but I will keep everyone posted 
but that's something I've just started doing. Like I just like just for 10 minutes every day, just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit. Obviously it's very early days, but I just think, you know, being present, like whatever it is, music, painting, getting out in nature, you know, if you struggle with these things, even things like mindfulness colorings, those things just start to center you, uh, you know, they're nice. And then continually learning um, when you set your mind on something new and fresh, like it does reinvigorate you. I remember during lockdown, um, my husband learned to play the piano and it was so cool. Like he literally went from just kind of going nah, 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 on the piano to actually like making music <laughs> that sounded really good. And I think that's that's really important. And then the final strand being given that acts of service. When we start not thinking about just ourselves, and giving to others, that's when our own well-being can really improve. And I was saying to you before this podcast, like as humans, I think we like to take the path of least resistance. And that path is often to go, oh, you know, my workplace doesn't support well-being. It's, you know, it's really difficult. Nothing's going to change. Da, da, da. It's so much easier to complain than it is to find a creative solution. And I think when, not to say that there aren't places that, you know, deserving of a complaint but I think it's easier to find the complaint than it is to find the solution and um, I think we've just got to be as creative and take as much responsibility for our well-being as possible and those are just five ways you might do that what would be your main strategy Sean so things that I use myself that I think really work yeah journaling because part of journaling does help me control the narrative you know, does yes. help me rationalize what's going on at the moment and stops me from complaining and stops me from, you know, buying into the hype and lets me sit with my own thoughts. What, why is this actually happening? You know, what, yeah. why do I feel this way right now? What do I need to do? Um, a, another big thing I try to do, um, and I'm sometimes successful at this is like prioritizing what needs to be done, what should be done, what could be done and and then and then working from there so are there things on my list that absolutely have to be done before tomorrow because tomorrow can't really start without them and are there things yeah. that like would be great i was planning on doing it today but actually uh, you know i can i can do it at another time yeah. and really thinking about my outbox and i'm i'm, I'm kind of hinting towards emails here but not necessarily just emails but what am i outputting to what am i choosing to to allow in what's what's my inbox and am i it's very simple when you're looking at an email to just start getting into a dialogue and start mm. working on someone else's outbox you know yeah you, you've still got yours that you're you're left with so that's one for me and and it's just about yeah prioritizing executing prioritizing executing and and, and always going back through that cycle yeah um another thing that i found that's really helped me is like signing up to things outside of work and committing you know and sometimes it's like a financial um, you know commitment mm. it might be you've booked to go to watch a show yeah you've booked a weekend away or you've booked like a gym session that you have to pay for like something that you can't back out of and yeah and makes you then go to this is my cutoff i'm gonna have to make everything else work around it you know because i've got a time cap on what i'm able to to do today you know so yeah. little things like that have definitely helped me um and it's interesting that you said about like you know the comparison being the thief of joy and also being mm. like in the moment and recentering it um i heard this really interesting concept about just like um treasuring the moment right you know and like it's something like i 
I'm still guilty of now. You go to, went on a hike today. Yeah. And sometimes you get to the hike at the top and the first thing you do is take a photo. Yeah. And you're not really savoring the moment. Yeah. You're not just really like sitting there and looking at the view. You're more yeah. there to take the photo, you know. Yeah. And um, that's become a real big cultural difference I've noticed in the last like, you know, seven or eight years where like yeah. sometimes you go to something you know, you go to a music concert, that's the big one, you know, I'm a music teacher, been yeah. to so many music concerts and it's just a sea of phones. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know? or, you go, you... or you go to a restaurant, right? I read this piece of research that was saying that there's been a massive increase in complaints about cold food in restaurants and restaurants were like, what's going on? And what they found was it's because people spend so long doing a perfect like Instagrammable photo of their food that by the time they actually come to eat it, it's That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. That's why like every time they come to the table now, they're like, don't touch the plate. It's super hot. <laughs> Extra hot. <laughs> but it. yeah, like, so I think those are some things to get you started, right? But th there are so yes. many other things that we, you know, we could suggest or, or, or you could find for yourself. Um, and, and, and actually, just to touch on that point, you can combine these. Yeah. You know, so you can book a session, you can book a show, but with a friend to like have that com community. Of course. Yeah. And then you can savor the moment together and then you can go home and journal yeah. about it. You know, like there are opportunities <laughs> to like link these things together because they're not standalone items. And if you just did one, you know, it, it's not going to it's not going to have the impact of like doing these healthy habits and practices just on a on a weekly, daily basis. I think the final thing that I would say on this topic as well is communicate, communicate to your leaders, communicate to your line leaders um talk to the people in your teams about what ways as a department or um you know staff body you can really develop and empower people to have great well-being um maybe there's a little committee a well-being committee you can have but i think communication is really important when it comes to discussing what in what ways can we support each other better and most of these things that i've experienced as being like great for my well-being at work have not been something that management have come up with they're things that people have done you no. know together like they've just decided so the football was just decided me and a couple of friends at the, my old school just decided to go to the gym together in the morning um you know this pastoral night out that we've got coming up it just all came out through talking mm. to each other there's no mandate there's no agenda it's let's do it you know and that's that's part of the communication yeah. there'll be people at work that have similar interests to you you know, get involved and just be be the change you want to see in the world. I uh, heard someone say. Oh, love that quote. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that rounds us off for today's podcast. Obviously, as we said, such a huge topic and we will um, touch on these topics again in the future. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed it and have a wonderful week full of wonderful well-being. That's all for this week, folks. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to connect with us on social media. Just search That Staff Room Podcast. Links are in the show notes. Get involved in the conversation by leaving comments and messages. This podcast is all about sharing ideas and building connections. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you're feeling kind, then leave us a review. Five stars are most welcome. Until next time, top up your coffee, sharpen your pencils, 
class dismissed.